Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The headlines throughout the entire crisis in Ukraine has been about Vladimir Putin having a inner circle of one. Now, of course, he has many challenges uh, in terms of what has taken place, where things are, where Ukraine has been able to be successful, where the West has held together. And the question is, what happens next and whose counsel will he take in the end? What does the end game look like? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, as we try to evaluate everything that's going on and where we really are, David Vondrell, who's a com- columnist for the Washington Post, has a great piece on the end game. What is the end game for Vladimir Putin, and what should the West do? What should Ukraine do? And uh, really pleased to have David joining us on the line. Uh, David, as you uh, look at this, just kind of give us where you think we are, how we get to this spot, and then we'll uh, march it forward and look at what comes next. Sure. Well, we got to this spot because uh, Vladimir Putin became obsessed with the idea that the uh, West was encroaching on Russia's proper sphere of influence. And the biggest thorn in his uh, shoe was the rock in his shoe was Ukraine. And he made this spectacularly uh, foolish decision to invade uh, back in February. It was one of the great miscalculations of all time. And now, even though there's still shooting going on, uh, Putin has lost uh, tremendously. Russia may never be the same after this mistake. He, his economy is in ruins. He's lost credibility as a supplier of fossil fuels to Europe, which was his main business. His army has been revealed to be a sham. Uh, not even capable of projecting force a few miles beyond its own borders, um, and so on and so forth. He has strengthened the West, not weakened it. He has brought Ukraine together, not, you know, shattered it. Everything he set out to do has gone wrong. And now the question becomes, how can we bring this victory of the West and of Ukraine to a close with the least bloodshed, and the least, uh, you know, collateral damage possible. Uh, And that is, I think, going to require uh, the West to make some hard decisions. Yeah, so let's let's break down those decisions. I love the way you framed this in your article. You really kind of went down the the two paths. Uh, Historically, in in Europe, it it has always been when you get to the negotiating table, whatever you have, when you get to the negotiating table, you get to keep. Uh, And I think that's kind of what Vladimir Putin has been hoping for. But take us through those scenarios in terms of the possible end games. Well, um, the the emotionally satisfying one is to... uh, push all the way to the Russian border, drive uh, uh, Russia back into uh, its box. Hopefully this would produce uh, the fall of the Putin government and um, 
then it all becomes sort of uh, vague and unclear what we think might happen after that. You know, and the United States and the West did a very emotionally satisfying regime change back in 2003. And we took a guy who was murderous, uh, a criminal, a thug uh, in Saddam Hussein, and we toppled his government without really knowing what we were going to do after we won. Uh, We can't afford to have uh, another Iraq in the middle of uh, one of the most strategically important countries on earth. That's just too dangerous. And so my suggestion is, uh, unhappy as it sounds, if we could get uh, the Russians to agree to a status quo ante, to go back to the uh, basic facts on the ground as they stood uh, before uh, the February invasion, where Russia... Uh, had you know some control over the very uh, fractious and ungovernable uh, border between Ukraine and uh, Russia, known as Don- the Donbas region, um, and uh, and then uh, perhaps allow the Russians to begin moving enough energy that they could uh, fund some sort of rebuilding fund to start undoing all the useless damage they've done to uh, Ukrainian infrastructure. Uh, To me, that would um, be the least bad of uh, all the bad alternatives we face. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Yeah, and there there are uh, a lot of unpleasant scenarios that uh, that come out of that. Uh, and uh, one of the other things that I, I appreciated that you mentioned in your piece in the Washington Post uh, was this idea of of how this ends really does matter. And uh, you referenced uh, the the very sloppy and and very disastrous uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, and the question that you raise, and I'd love to have you dig in a little deeper on. Uh, is that idea of where does America really stand in the world? Do we become kind of this uh, touter of principles, but in the end we just kind of do what's expedient? Uh, how do we play through that? Right, and uh, it, this is uh, a recurring question for America as the world's uh, superpower and, and leader and defender uh, of democracy, the leader of the Western, so-called Western alliance. Um, it, what we've learned is that it's one thing, uh, and it's important, to hold up principles uh, that we believe in of uh, you know, freedom of speech and religion and open markets, fair trade, settling disputes uh, peacefully, 
Um, but that the world's an imperfect, imperfect place, and sometimes in order to advance those goals on the grand scale, we need to make some uh, decisions that don't necessarily um, uh, feel 100% right. You know, yeah. leaving uh, Russia... Russian troops in the Donbass doesn't feel right after all that uh, Putin has done. But just remember, this is territory that's been disputed and fought over for a thousand years, and it won't stop being fought over in the future. And, you know, by the time this whole thing is over, uh, the Russians may not want <laughs> that borderland anymore. You know, it may come at too high a price, yeah. as they found uh, you know, in Afghanistan, a, 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 yeah. you know, half a century ago. Yeah, uh, great insight. And uh, before I let you go, just real quickly, is there anything else you're watching? Obviously, winter's on its way. Everyone's kind of worried about what happens if this just gets bogged down. Who does, you know, does that stop the Ukrainian momentum? Does it give Vladimir Putin a chance to regroup? What else are you watching that maybe isn't on all of our radar that uh, we should be paying attention to as we go into these next few weeks? Well, I think... Uh, it, it's there's not a, a scenario I don't think for a quick military victory for the Ukrainians, uh, by which I mean getting all the way to the border and driving Russia completely out of the disputed territory. I don't think I, I think that is a matter of uh, many months, if not years, and and thousands and thousands and thousands of people dead. Uh, the thing I'm watching is you know is it likely that Vladimir Putin would use tactical nuclear weapon? Uh, probably not. But, man, he's making a lot of bad decisions. And I'm not sure how much I trust him not to make one more. Um, you know, Russia, Russia's military has uh, trained for use of, you know, small sort of Hiroshima-sized nuclear weapons, uh, for for 50 years, it's a part of their battlefield doctrine in a way that it's not for the American army. And uh, gosh, if we think things are bad now, uh, to have uh, this war go nuclear would m m make today look like a cakewalk. Yeah, uh, great insight, uh, David von Draley, columnist for the Washington Post. Appreciate your perspective on this. This is uh, a crucial one. What this end game looks like, how that plays out. So many things to watch, uh, so many things to weigh in on. And the important thing is that we get past just the headlines of all of this. I really appreciate that David has caused us to kind of think again in terms of what that end game might look like. It may not feel as good as we want it to, but if it helps us get to peace and a long-term solution, that's worth thinking about. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do? in the face of an international disaster decades in the making. That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. 
Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.